Hitherto you have not asked anything in my name. Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen. In his farewell discourse at the Last Supper, which continues in today's Gospel, our Lord prepares his disciples for a life without the reassurance of his physical presence. He has already told them where he will go. We know he is going to the Father, a reality which we will soon celebrate this week in the Feast of the Ascension. He has already told us he will send us a comforter, a paraclete, who is none other than the Holy Ghost, whom we await in the Feast of Pentecost. He now tells his disciples, and through them, us, how to pray. He says to them, if you ask the Father anything in my name, he will give it to you. From this, Jesus teaches us about several qualities which our prayer, in order for it to be effective, must have. Our prayer must first be attentive. We must be aware of the meaning of what we say when we pray. We must then avoid willful distractions insofar as we are able to. Sometimes it is not possible with the duties of our state of life. In the book of Isaiah, God lamented his people who drew near with their mouth and honored him with their lips while their hearts were far from him. When we find the proper time, the proper place, and the proper posture for prayer, we can better put ourselves in the presence of him to whom we pray. This leads us to learn that our prayer must be humble. We are in the presence of God, and we realize how little we are compared to him. We realize how little we can do, because without God, we can do nothing. It is because of this that our prayer must be confident. It may seem odd to pray with humility, yet with confidence at the same time. However, St. Francis de Sales teaches us that the more we acknowledge our lowliness, Only then do we have the occasion to confide in God, because we have nothing within ourselves in which to place this trust. When we know and feel our lowliness and imperfection, we must not stop there or be overcome by discouragement. We must lift our heart up to God in holy trust, whose foundation is in him and not in ourselves. And inasmuch as we change, he never changes but always remains loving and merciful when we are weak and far from perfect, as well as when we are strong and perfect. Just as we have the pair of humility and confidence, there is also the pair of perseverance and resignation. On the one hand, we must pray and persevere in our prayer, especially when it seems that our prayers are not yet heard. In the Gospel according to St. Luke, our Lord told the parable of the widow and the unjust judge, who finally listened to her request after she asked the latter countless times to his annoyance. This was told to teach us that we ought always to pray and not lose heart. God sometimes wants to test how earnest we are in praying for something and waits until we have asked long enough in order to grant us that which we ask. This can be on the order of praying for days, for months, for years even, before he grants our request. On the other hand, we should be resigned to God's will whenever we pray. 
we pray in the Lord's Prayer, Thy will be done. We can also look to our Lord's example on the Mount of Olives, who said to his Heavenly Father, Not my will, but thine be done. God knows best for our souls. He knows if it is spiritually profitable to have such or such a prayer granted. It is up to us then to leave our prayer in his hands and to know and to believe that he knows best for us. This also means not murmuring if that answer sometimes is no. Therefore, these qualities of attention, of humility, confidence, perseverance, and resignation should be part of all the prayers we make to God. But we must not forget, too, that our very life should correspond with our prayer. In the epistle today, St. James reminds us, saying, Be ye doers of the word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. We are stewards of the countless graces that God has given us throughout our lives. If we have received so much from him, only to offend him by our thoughts, words, and or deeds, it would be then a great ingratitude on our part to the one who has given us so much. God has given us all the good things we have so that we may make good use of them to do even more good things. We can think of the parable of the talents, where the master tells his faithful servants who made use of their talents, where there had been five or two, and multiplied them. And he said, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. This joy of the master is the joy we seek. It is the joy which our Lord alluded to when he said in the gospel today, Ask and you shall receive, that your joy may be full. St. Augustine explains that this is that full joy than which nothing can be greater, to enjoy God, the Trinity, in the image of whom we are made. When we pray and receive these graces from God, when we show our gratitude by doing our own part in living in fidelity to him and of, to what he asks of us by his holy commandments, we can be assured of the joy of a holy and prepared death. That way, we will be brought to, into the presence of our true joy, our fullest joy, the joy of seeing God as he is in heaven with the angels and the saints forever and ever in the life of the world to come. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.